Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to my Monday. Welcome to your Monday. This is the Born to Talk Radio show on Blog Talk Radio. And I am your host, Marsha Witeka, where conversations plus connections equals community. And that definition means a lot of different things to people. When I say, what's your story, we all can understand that we all have stories. But it's really interesting to learn about what community means to people, what connections mean to people, and, of course, conversations mean everything to me. And I would like to introduce you to my guest today. Chris Baca is the Executive Director of Meals on Wheels West. And I'd like to welcome you to the show, Chris. Well, thank you for having me. You know, I'm excited about this, and I share your belief in community and connection. You know, I grew Absolutely. up here in Santa Monica, and, and, I, and I, I grew up here in Santa Monica, and I'm back here in Santa Monica working mm-hmm. for Meals on Wheels West. Isn't that great? And, and because I, I depend on social media, maybe you do as well with your organization to get the word out, it was, it was really interesting to me when I posted about our show today, and one of my friends, Maria Davis, said, oh, you're just going to love Chris Baca. And I thought, well, yeah, I mean, how do you know him? And she said, well, he's a member of my Rotary Club, and that's another community, right, Chris? It's just another part of people getting together doing great work. You know, that's one of the great things about doing what I do is I get to meet so many people at, in various communities. We serve lots of areas. We serve Venice. Uh, we serve Santa Monica. We even serve Malibu. And uh, for us, I get to meet people at Lions Clubs and Rotaries and Chamber of Commerces, but I also get to meet people at other agencies that uh, provide mm-hmm. services to people here in social services, to people here in greater Los Angeles. Now, I'm lucky in that I grew up here, as I said, and I went to school at uh, John Adams Middle School, as they call it, back in my day. It was John Mm -hmm. Adams Junior Mm -hmm. High and Santa Monica High School. And it's funny because uh, my high school reunion is coming up soon. So it's (laughs) it's, uh, amazing to have grown up in Santa Monica. And, you know, I've had quite a diverse career, uh, I was in the music business for many, many years, oh. for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked for various record companies. Uh, I worked for 20th Century Fox Records. I worked for Arista. I spent almost 20 years at Capitol Records. Hmm. That's neat. And, and what, so what, how did you find yourself, did you find yourself working in a nonprofit prior to Meals on Wheels? Or was this the first Well, you know, I had spent many uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. I, I had spent many years in the music business. I had worked at Capitol Records. I had my own independent uh, marketing uh, company that served all the various labels as a consultant. And eventually, uh, I even managed bands. I managed bands here in Los Angeles, one from Orange County mm. that had you know number one records on uh, K-Rock and across the country, signed mm. to Sony Epic Records. So eventually, though, I, I uh, took some time off and looked at my life and decided, hmm, how can I give back to the community? So I actually went to, funnily enough, an organization called Community Health Charities and uh, did first development, and later on I was the executive director for Los Angeles, Ventura, and Santa Barbara counties. 
and in those in those uh, in that job, I worked with Kaiser on a regional basis. I worked with LAUSD. I worked with the City of Los Angeles. So that was quite an interesting job. And then after a while, um, following a convention, uh, a national convention. I was uh, assigned to run nine states for community health charities all on the West Coast. So that, that was a lot of fun doing mm-hmm. uh, community health charities all, you know, for up in uh, Seattle and Portland and Salt Lake and Albuquerque and Vegas. So um, my, that's how I got into this business. I just made a decision to try and give back to the community. Fabulous. When did, when did you become the executive director for Meals on Wheels West? How long have you you know, I started well? almost four years, a little over four years ago. I started on January mm-hmm. 2nd of 2014. And during mm-hmm. that time, we've seen some amazing growth. Um, you know, a thousand people turn 65 in California every day. And there's <laughs> lots of other things driving the growth that we have. Uh, so we've seen our meals go from delivering about 40,000 meals a year to delivering 120,000 meals a year. So we've tripled the number of meals we deliver just just in the meals on wheels west you're talking about right yes just, just in your... the meals on wheels west mm-hmm. right. what what yeah, just in meals on wheels west or... right what what drew you to this particular organization was there something about meals on wheels had you heard about it what what was you know it, the, draw the thing you? i loved about it is it has direct real impact you when, when you walk in to deliver a meal to somebody their face lights up and they're happy not only to get the meals but just to have a friendly visitor somebody saying hello to them too many of our people uh we're the only people our volunteers are the only people that they see that day or even wow. that week so it has an amazing hmm. mission and it is my hometown right what what is the what is your mission? Do you have a mission statement, or you, maybe you could just paraphrase what your mission is for the for the Meals on Wheels? Well, our mission statement is Meals on Wheels West provides community-based services that nourish and enrich the lives of our homebound neighbors of all ages by providing nutritious meals, an emergency preparedness program, and referrals to other services that promote independent living and well-being. Wow, that's a that's a beautiful mission. I'm sure that touches all of your volunteers very. I was I noticed, you know, I'm I'm used to I've heard of the word, I've heard of the the organization Meals on Wheels. Um West is a as a is a location. But what I'm curious to know is is Meals on Wheels just something in California or Los Angeles or is this a national organization? It's really a national organization, but it's actually an international organization. Oh, Meals no on kidding. Wheels was founded in during World War II, during the Blitz. People were moved mm. out of London to avoid the bombing, and so people started getting meals delivered to them out in the countryside where they lived. No kidding. I bet most people didn't know that. So there are Meals you know, on I didn't Wheels know programs. That. Yeah, that's interesting. So there are Meals on Wheels programs um, wherever, you know, this is, you know, this is an Internet radio show. It could go international as well. Obviously, if you have a, if you have a computer, you can, you can listen to the show. So people that are listening, and I hope that people that, that are listening to the show might find some um, encouragement and maybe even the opportunity to consider volunteering 
So as, as people are listening, I know that while you and I are just miles apart from each other, um, the reality is is you can live anywhere and be a, not only um, a volunteer but perhaps also a recipient. When, when did the Meals on Wheels West actually start their offices? When did, when did your program open their doors? Well, you know, you're absolutely right. We did start for, uh, you know, th- this is a national organization. If you go uh-huh. to Meals on Wheels America, you can put in a, your zip code and it will tell you the organization that services your area. So you could be in Anchorage, Alaska or Portland, Maine or Portland, Oregon or anywhere mm-hmm. across the country and you can find the name of the organization that serves home delivered meals in your neighborhood. And Would it's you like really to fabulous. That one because, more time? Yes. I, sure. I, I if you go, go ahead. to you know, go ahead. If you go to Meals on Wheels America dot O R G, Meals on Wheels America dot org, you can put in your zip code and it will show you the name of the organization that delivers home uh, delivered meals in your neighborhood. Now, some of them aren't branded Meals on Wheels, but as a mm-hmm. member of Meals on Wheels America, they, they, they have their information there. And Meals on Wheels America does a great job. Uh, they're an association. It's not a top-down branch organization. So all the Meals on Wheels all across the country are independent 501c3 charities. Each of us is responsible for raising our own funds, for running our own organization, for delivering our own meals, for recruiting volunteers. Each organization is separate. Here in Los Angeles County alone, there are 35 Meals on Wheels uh, type organizations. Wow, that's 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 really interesting. And I think you said at the top of the show that you're based, you serve a lot of parts of, of the Los Angeles area. Some of them, based on what I think where, you're, where you are located, actually are very affluent communities, aren't they? Well, sure. I mean, the, the, you know, yeah, what we say there's hidden hunger in even the most affluent communities because what you'll see is somebody lives out in Malibu and has lived there since the 50s, and they're in their 80s now. When they bought their house out in Malibu, it was nothing. But now they're trying to survive on Social Security. Uh, so the number of people we served in Malibu has more than tripled. Uh, the number of people we served in Palisades uh, uh, has gone way up. And the funny thing about mm-hmm. Meals on Wheels is most people think Meals on Wheels is just for old poor people. And that's not the case in, uh, you know, that's just not true in our case. We serve mm-hmm. people of all ages, and we serve people of all incomes. So if you live in Pacific Palisades, there's some of our clients in Pacific Palisades, um, they don't pay anything because they're, they, they don't have the money. But we have mm-hmm. a doctor who lives in Pacific Palisades. He's a retired doctor now, and he volunteered for us for 20 years. He and his wife delivered meals for us after he retired. And then his wife became ill, and he's quite elderly. He's in his late 80s at this point, and so was she. And as they got older, they had to stop the volunteering for us, and then they had to, to uh, actually start receiving meals because, uh, you know, Dr. Mike's um, wife did all the cooking, and he didn't really cook, and, 
And as she became bed, uh, bed bound, he had to uh, get meals from us. And the wonderful thing is it's not only about the meals. That's the other thing about me- uh, Meals on Wheels. It's not just the meals. It's that daily visit, as I mentioned before, and what mm-hmm. we call a wellness check. And that wellness check means you're just somebody's there every day to see how you're doing. So Dr. Mike and his wife receive meals after volunteering, and they pay for the meals mm-hmm. because he's a retired doctor. But like I say, he can afford to pay for them. Other people can't. So we serve people of all ages and all incomes. Not only that, but when I was doing a little bit of studying about your organization before you came on, you also provide services to other groups as well, including veterans. Is that correct? Right. You know, we have, we're, we're really lucky. About uh, two and a half years ago, uh, we looked at our, uh, the number of people we were serving and trying to look at the categories, and we noticed that about 6% of our clients were veterans or veteran spouses. And we thought there was an underserved population there. So um, Mm -hmm. USC School of Social Work has a large organization called the LA Veterans Collaborative. And I started attending that and working with the LA Veterans Collaborative. And they actually thought that our idea was a great idea. So they funded a, a pilot program, provide meals for free to veterans of all ages, in all income. So you see mm-hmm. people, you'll see veterans who are older from Vietnam. Uh, Charles mm-hmm. is, is a, a, a vet and he needed an operation, but he was, he was overweight and he had diabetes and he picked up a Meals mm-hmm. on Wheels flyer at the VA and started getting meals from us. He lost his weight. He started eating well and he was finally able to have the uh, three operations he needed because when he was so overweight and ill and diabetic, they wouldn't operate on him. So there's an ex- wow. example of a Vietnam-era vet who really needed mm-hmm. our help. Mm-hmm. And then you've got younger vets, too. We have a, a, a younger man who suffers a bit from PTSD, sure. and uh, uh, he was really had trouble coming out of his house. He was going to the market, freaked him out. You know, hearing loud noises freaked him out. So we started delivering meals to that young man. And eventually he got to know one of our volunteers really well. And they became friends. And slowly he started emerging from his cocoon and getting reintegrated into civilian life. And that's the kind of story that really makes you you feel great about what you're doing. I bet it does. And if I understand correctly, your your program delivers um, um, L.A. County dietitian-approved dietitian hot lunches and dinners. Um, is that part of what that, you do? That's right. What we try and do is tailor our meals for the individual. So we have medically appropriate meals. So if somebody is a diabetic, they'll get meals that are good for diabetics. If somebody has kidney disease, they'll get meals that are especially designed for, we call them renal meals. If somebody has, Mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately no teeth uh, or or bad teeth, they get pureed meals. If you don't like fish, Mm -hmm. you won't get fish. If you, you know, if you don't eat meat, you can get a vegetarian meal. So we Mm -hmm. really tailor our meals to people and and that really helps us. Uh, um, we are able to then 
make sure that the, they're healthy. And all our meals are low sodium. And as you said, they're all approved by LA County Dietitian. And our kitchen is another Meals on Wheels called St. Vincent's. And St. Vincent's is a big, big um, um, organization that produces 4,000 meals a day. And they wholesale about um, three quarters of those to other Meals on Wheels in LA County. So all the meals, uh, uh, so those meals are all dietitian approved and inspected by the FDA and very nutritious and healthy, all low sodium. So it's, it's, those meals are, are healthy for you, essentially. That's, that's wonderful. And it, did I understand that, that these wellness checks happen regularly? In other words, is the person that's delivering the meal also qualified to do a wellness check? Or maybe you could identify what a wellness check means. Well, we are, you know, we watch the health and monitor the health and wellness of our clients in a number of ways. Uh, every, uh, most of our clients, when, when they, uh, we do their intake, we, uh, when they first sign up, you know, we get their information. We know who their primary physician is. We know who, know who their health care provider is. We know if mm-hmm. they're diabetic. So we really learn about their health and who to contact. We get emergency, we have not only their, um, uh, health uh, care company and doctors' names, but we have emergency contacts for them. So if somebody lives in, in Venice and their kids live in Riverside and we think there's something wrong, we can reach out to their kids. So, the, but we, wow. so, we, so there's that intake and we, and we get their baseline information. And then every day, volunteers visit. And every day, yeah, those relationships develop. So you'll, somebody will go, hey, John, I see you're not eating your food or you're losing a little weight or your house is getting a little messy, buddy. What's going on? So that, that relationship that develops between the, the volunteers, remember, our volunteers are there Monday through Friday, five days a week. It's not always the same volunteer, obviously, but... Somebody delivers every Tuesday and they see John every Tuesday and they notice something's going on with John and they'll call us and we'll send somebody mm-hmm. over to visit John and go, hey, John, you're losing weight or your house is really messy. How can we help? Or we'll call his doctor or we'll call the family um, wow. and, and try and help them in other ways. We'll send somebody over from, there's a great agency here in Santa Monica called Wise and Healthy and they'll send a caseworker over. So, so it's not just about the meals. It's about that daily sort of non-obtrusive uh, volu- uh, wellness check by the volunteer. And then we also send out uh, uh, people quarterly to visit our, our clients. So you'll have people, you'll have interns from the Santa Monica College um, nursing program or, uh, or from the Santa Monica College nutrition program or from SC's programs, and they will monitor our, our clients. So they, they get phone checkups, they get um, the daily visit, and they also get quarterly, quarterly calls and quarterly visits as well. That's wonderful. I, you know, I, I live in Westchester. I've lived in this community like you. I've lived in my community my entire life. And just last week, I was upstairs in my office working, and I'm hearing this rumbling, and I'm thinking, what is that noise? And so to the point where I thought, I need to go, what is that noise? So I stepped outside, and I could see that there were two fire engines 
in front of a neighbor's house a couple doors down. And my neighbor next door, she stepped out about the same time. It's like, what's going on at Ruth's house? And honestly, what had happened was she was okay, but she had fallen out of bed. And, you know, it's kind of like that commercial, I've fallen and I can't get up. And there's sometimes some snickering about that. That's not funny. And um, No, it really it's not funny at all. Alt- it's not. And frankly, had the had her cleaning lady not showed up that particular time and was able to alert um, the fire department to, to come out. I mean, they didn't run their, their sirens. So, I mean, that was, you know, I didn't hear sirens. But the point is you've got a client that perhaps has fallen. Maybe they've lived, they're living alone. And if somebody isn't checking on them and they don't have a life alert and they don't have a cell phone nearby, you can really see where, Somebody stopping by can be vitally important, you know, really important. Oh, there's, there's, I, I don't... there's a number of, sto- of stories about that. There's a number of stories about that. I know that mm-hmm. one of our uh, – I got a call about a year ago from Life Alert, and, and mm-hmm. they called me to thank us, to thank Meals on Wheels, and to thank our volunteer because our volunteer went to see – a client that she normally regularly saw in Marina Del Rey. And mm-hmm. uh, this client, our, our volunteer noticed the client was speaking a little slowly and slightly slurring her words. And she started talking to her and she went, there's something wrong. So she triggered the woman's life alert for her. And the paramedics came and the paramedics went, oh my God, quick. And they gave her some medicine because it was the beginnings of a stroke. And this volunteer literally saved a a stroke, a massive stroke from happening because she caught it at the very beginning. And so that's happened a number of times. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, in another case, uh, a a volunteer found somebody who'd fallen in their bathtub and couldn't get out of their bathtub. So (sighs) we call 911. And 911 came in, again came in and helped this woman out and took her to the hospital. We, we've got lots of stories like that where somebody will fall down, and mm-hmm. um, our our people's instructions, our volunteers' instructions, are to uh, ascertain what's going on and to immediately call 911. And then sure. we call uh, we all they call the office and we follow up as well. But yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's, it's unfortunate, like you say, uh, so many people live alone. Sixty percent or more of our clients do live alone, and so they, mm-hmm. they, they uh, don't have somebody to watch over them, and lots of them don't have mm-hmm. uh, um, caregivers. Right, and as I, I'm just, I worked at the Y for a long time here in Westchester, and I'm, I'm always just so amazed how many people I know that are highly functioning 90-year-olds, mid-90s, and that are just, people are living longer, but but oftentimes, as you mentioned too, they, they may be living alone in the case of my neighbor. I would imagine that the protocol must be when your volunteer is ready to show up at Ruth's house at whatever designated time, and they, you know that Ruth's home, but Ruth isn't answering the door, there probably is something that says, okay, well, I don't, I'm assuming your volunteers don't have keys, right? They can't just let themselves into the house. Well, I don't know. Maybe they can. Is that, if well, somebody is, well, in some cases, wheelchair we do have bound, keys. 
Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, in some cases we do have keys because, like you say, somebody's wheelchair bound or mm-hmm. they, they're, they've just had an operation and can't mm-hmm. get out of bed or they've got a cast on their foot um, or their leg. So, yeah, there is a, an extensive protocol. What happens is um, every one of our volunteers has a notebook. And the usual number of people a volunteer uh, delivers to is about 10. And, and a, a quick shout-out to our volunteers because we couldn't oh, do please. this without our volunteers. You know, our volunteers really are the wheels, but they're also the uh, of Meals on Wheels, but they're also the face of Meals on Wheels, and they're the eyes mm-hmm. and ears of Meals on Wheels. They know those, those clients, and so if they knock on a door and nobody answers, they, they have the phone number of that client, and their immediate instruction is call the client and see if, right. if they'll pick up. Or go peer mm-hmm. in the window around the side and see if you can see if they're falling down. And if there's no answer at the door or no answer on, on the uh, um, phone, our volunteers immediately call our office and our office also tries to call and uh, find out if there's anything going on uh, or if there's an answer. And we'll also call what we call, we'll call the emergency contact, go, hey, is your mom supposed to be at the doctor's today? She's not answering her door. Because people will, right. generally, we, we encourage people to tell us or we ask people to tell us, hey, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be there on Tuesday because I'm out of town or I'm at the, I have a doctor's appointment. So, right. so uh, the protocol is, We'll call, the, the volunteer knocks on the door, looks in the window, calls up, calls the client, calls us. We call the client. And if there's still no answer and we can't find out what's going on, we'll send uh, um, a social worker or a Santa Monica Police Department or other people to do safety checks to make sure that that person's okay. Uh, so, sure. it, yeah, there is definitely a protocol for that. I bet. And I, I I would imagine, just like you mentioned, I'm, I'm trying to visualize the processing of this. If if Ruth knows that she's got a doctor's appointment, I mean, and she knows when her meals are being delivered, perhaps she schedules a doctor's appointment around that. But I would like to think that, you know, if they're able to, they would, you know, let you all know that, you know, I'm not going to be home so that you're not worried about me too so that, you know, because I can see where, that that line of communication, specifically with your older clients, um, is really really important. I would think you know just to keep that line of communication open is is pretty important. A- a- um, absolutely, we we ask our clients to let us know what's going on. Oh, you know my my family's coming into town uh, from Minnesota. I'm not going to need uh, meals for that week. Or, oh, I have a dentist appointment on Tuesday, Mm -hmm. so don't deliver meals on Tuesday. And we'll make special arrangements. In some cases, somebody will go, oh, you know, uh, I have a uh, a doctor's or a dentist appointment at um, at 11 o'clock. Can you give the meals to my next, my meal to my next door neighbor? We'll make those kind of arrangements where... Oh, nice. Somebody can go, oh, see, legally and, and, and because for food safety reasons, we can't leave food outside. It, it'll, it'll, right. it'll get you know, too hot or too cold, so we don't want to poison anybody. So, <laughs> so we can't leave the food outside, but we can give it to somebody's neighbor. Um, you mentioned earlier that, you know, uh, uh, letting ourselves in. In some cases, we do have keys 
that will let us in and we uh, in the refrigerator for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, it just oh, varies nice. from from, from uh, client to client. And mm-hmm. let me reassure anybody who's thinking about this. Every one of our volunteers undergoes a background check. Every one of I them bet. is an outside firm that, that, that uh, uh, vets and checks the background of every single one of our clients. So nobody's ever in danger. And so there's, there's yeah. we screen our clients carefully. You know, we, we're very lucky in that we have hundreds of volunteers here. Uh, we never have enough, but we do have lots mm-hmm. of volunteers. They're all checked. And in some mm-hmm. cases, you know, how you can get a speeding ticket and, and do court-ordered service and, mm-hmm. and not have to pay the money. But those people who are court-ordered, they're not allowed to deliver meals. They can do things around the office. Uh, mm-hmm. They can help us here, but they do not deliver meals. We are very, very careful, not only of our uh, clients' health uh, by providing them healthy meals but uh, and their safety, but by protecting them and making sure that there's privacy involved. We, we don't talk about, sure. uh, you know, somebody's diabe- diabetic situation or you'll notice I'm not using any old last names when I talk about right. folks. We're very, very careful to protect the privacy, the health, and the safety of our clients. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. And going back to the veterans just for a moment, um, You'd mentioned that you had a partnership with, um, I believe you said, was it USC and um, the VA? Do you do you have other partners that also work with you in regards to um, the veterans? Yeah, we do. We, you know, uh, um, because um, uh, the, there's an American Legion post in Pacific Palisades, American Legion Post 285, oh, nice. and, mm-hmm. and they have been a wonderful financial partner. And we've, we've uh, again, one of the things we try and do is socialize veterans and, and all of our clients. But for veterans in particular, uh, I talked about Charles, the, the, the uh, gentleman yeah. who had had the surgery after getting his weight down and eating healthy. He is now a member of the American Legion up in Pacific Palisades. So we've had people join it because, so, again, people get isolated. They're, they're all mm-hmm. by themselves. And so he has joined the American Legion. One of the American Legion's, another one of the American Legion's members has, has worked as an outreach person for us. He goes out to the VA. He goes out to the federal building. He goes out and, and, and uh, attends all sorts of veterans meetings. There's, the veterans hold what's called a stand down. Uh, last, just, just this weekend, there was a stand down hmm. for LGBT veterans in West Hollywood. So we've mm-hmm. had tables at those sort of events ourselves. So the American Legion's been a great, great partner for us uh, and funded mm-hmm. some of our uh, meals for veterans. And the Wells Fargo uh, Foundation has been a great partner for us and the Wells Fargo Bank here in Santa Monica, where they have helped us uh, uh, feed veterans here on the west side. Uh, the Wells Fargo people have a delivery team and they deliver meals for us. Oh, um, nice. You know, a little plug for, for, for volunteering is we've got several organizations that have volunteer teams, and it's, it's a great team-building uh, um, mm-hmm. process to do, to do volunteer, you know, once a year, a couple times a year, or once a quarter to do uh, volunteer teams for your company or your rotary or whatever it is. I just, I just think, that's, I think that's just wonderful. And 
I wanted to talk a little bit. Um, you had talked about um, partners that where you where there's food and shelter. Thought maybe you could talk a little bit about this because, as we both know, you don't have to drive. We may live in a beautiful community with wonderful warm weather, and you know we don't we're not snow bound, but the homeless population and just the city of Los Angeles is over 58,000 and it is clearly an epidemic problem regardless of where you live. I don't care if you're in Santa Monica, Venice, Westchester, we do we encounter homeless homelessness. I I actually work with an organization called Share Hope USA and we were feeding homeless people in Manchester Square where I grew up. The airport now has has complete. Um, the, the homeless have moved out. That that property belongs to the airport. But you, if you read local newspapers and you know what's going on at the uh, riverbed, um, you know there's just a lot of things going on in our community. So, how do you um, partner with helping um, people? Do are any of the clients that you help are any of them? Uh, homeless or are they formerly homeless? How do you work with, with that clientele? You know, we are really trying to be part of the solution, solution for the homeless problem. One of the important mm-hmm. things you'll see is, is in, the, in, in, in we deal with a lot of uh, organizations that uh, help find housing for the homeless, like Community Corpus Santa Monica, Venice Housing Corporation, St. Joseph Center, Step Up on mm. Second, the city of Santa Monica, these are all partners we have. And our program isn't designed for homeless people. Our program is designed for homebound people. Homebound people are people who have difficulty purchasing and preparing meals. That doesn't mean they never leave the house. They leave the house to go to the mm-hmm. doctor or, you know, but they, they have real trouble driving or we have one client who's actually in her 90s who was a famous actress in lots of movies uh, and she pays for her meals, but, and she even has a caregiver some days, but she, she, her arthritis is so bad and she's frail. So she can't open a can and she can't really mm-hmm. open, you know, a, a package and cook or stand up. So we deliver meals to her and, 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 and she's a, a, a person who's homebound. So once somebody mm-hmm. who's formally homeless gets into a place to live, we'll immediately start delivering meals to them. Because oh, think wonderful. about it, 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 food is the most important thing for you. you even if you have a place to live, you, you've got to eat. People, don't, you know, mm-hmm. people stand on the corner holding up signs that say homeless and hungry. And that's exactly what we try and do. So um, there's an, uh, over on, in Venice, there's a, an apartment building um, that Venice Housing Corporation uh, uh, built along with Hollywood Housing Corporation. And there's 20 units in that building. And uh, mm. we deliver food to 11 or 12 of the people, and they're all formerly homeless people. Um, you know, there's a, uh, a while back, um, Channel 2 News uh, did a story, and there's this... Uh, a woman who who lives there who's who's wheelchair bound and she, you know she was in a horrible horrible car accident and her and her fiance was killed and she's been oh in this gosh. wheelchair for at least 20 years and mm. you know but if, if you talk to her she's happy and she's 
really helpful, and she's so happy to have found a place to live. And all these 20 units, all those people stick together. So Diane will get in her, will be in her wheelchair. She'll come down from the third floor to the ground floor. She'll be there to let our volunteers in to deliver the meals and greet them and go, hey, Jose's not going to be around today. I'll take his meal too because he'll be around this afternoon. So Diane's a wonderful story about somebody Mm -hmm. who was homeless, you know, who's had a tragic life um, and and will, will... is still trying to do good in the community herself. And, and uh, there, that, that's just one person in that one building. There's another person in that building who's completely blind. So I mm. delivered to him myself and you walk into his apartment and there's, it's completely bare. It, it's, it's, it's bare floors, no rugs, you know, no mm. lamps. He's blind. You know, there's yeah. a table and a chair and a refrigerator and a bed and not much more. But one of the wow. things that's in there is his guitar. He's a blind mm-hmm. guy and he plays music and he loves his music. And for him to be in this community of other formerly homeless people and Diane, who will pick up his meal and take it to him sometimes, or other people who will help him out. That's the kind of homeless program we do. And we do that not just on uh, Beach Avenue in Venice, but over on Colorado Street uh, near the end of the, uh, um, the uh, uh, train, ro- train line. There's a building mm-hmm. that we deliver six pe- meals to six people in that building. And that building's a lot of them are formerly homeless. So we're trying Gosh. to be part of that solution. That's such a great story because that, Diane, the, the lady in the wheelchair, you mm-hmm. she's not only does she provide does she receive your services, but it sounds to me like she lives a life of gratitude, and her way of helping is to help the others that are living there, when help the help the blind friend because that's something that she can do, and so by giving you get you don't give to get but it just is it's a natural process and how wonderful that she can do what she likes doing Um, maybe she'll sit down and listen to the gentleman play his guitar for a little bit you know and it sounds like people that live in isolation really are trouble I mean I know some people really prefer you know don't don't bother me and I like my privacy and I this is what I prefer but if you if you are able to accept the the graciousness of the volunteers or like in your case in this in this particular program you've just described the camaraderie of others that that those other 10 or 11 or 15 people it's just the beginning it it's not going to solve every problem and every community doesn't have enough of these programs to help everybody get get off of the streets not everybody wants to be off the streets but for those that are, are fortunate enough to do that, I, I just commend the fact that, you know, you're, you're so much more than delivering a meal. And I, I would like to really ask you some specific questions about this because I really don't know how this works. So I guess my first question is, does the food come prepared and ready to go? In other words, do they have to heat it? Oh, well, I mean, they can't come hot. I'm assuming. So they're going to have to do something. How does, how does the food 
come prepared for them? Well, you know, that's the interesting thing. What we do every day, five days a week, is we deliver a hot lunch. And how that works is, as I mentioned earlier, there's a uh, big kitchen in uh, 3rd on Alvarado near downtown. And Mm -hmm. every day they prepare those 4,000 meals and they put them into special um, containers. Uh, Here in Santa Monica, all the containers have to be um, biodegradable. And because of that, they use biodegradable um, containers. containers for all the food but each of those hot meals that hot lunch and you know the funny thing is those lunches are pretty good some days uh, somebody won't be home and they've forgotten to tell us i'll go oh i'll have i'll I'll be it'll be two o'clock and i'll go oh i'll have the the leftover turkey with rice please you know so Mm -hmm. so the meals are pretty good but they actually are hot they go into special bags that have a hot plate in them and they, um, their temperature is monitored when they're put into the bags. Then they go into a, and then there's also a, so that's the hot lunch. And typically mm-hmm. the hot lunch is a vegetable, uh, that turkey and rice like I talked about, a little roll, um, a little salad or fruit. Uh, so there's a hot component to that lunch. And then there's a com- cold component to that lunch. And that cold stuff, that room temperature stuff, goes into another bag. It's not really room temperature. It's cold. And that goes mm-hmm. into a bag that has ice packs in it. So there's two bags for every single person and for every one of our routes. And we have 26 routes. Um, mm-hmm. There's a hot bag and a cold bag. And each of those bags has 10 hot meals and 10 cold meals. And then it's a little snack. So maybe it's, uh, it's meatloaf. And then for your snack, for your light dinner for later on, there's a half a check and uh, there's a um, a turkey breast sandwich and some fruit or a salad. Uh, and the funny thing is, everybody gets a dessert every day. So uh, the, oh, the that's pumpkin cool. pie is really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you I do get I, a, a hot a hot meal. And and I think and, what and I that hot meal is, say... is monitored from the minute it gets into the uh, van and bag mm-hmm. in, at the kitchen. That when it gets here to our office, it's uh, the temperature is taken again by LA County, uh, and then uh, it goes out to the clients. And and as I said, we have about 26 um, routes, and each of those routes has about 10 people on it. So we're delivering between 240 and 275 uh, people every day. Uh, and that's just us here on the west side, on, on Santa Monica, Malibu, Venice, uh, Pacific Palisades, and Marina del Rey. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, and and we're just one, as I said, of the 35 organizations out here. So they do get a hot mm-hmm. lunch and they get a, a cold snack dinner, and that goes out five days a week. So they, so that was what I was curious about. So what they're getting that's hot is their their lunch meal and then they also get at the same token something that they can eat later in the in the afternoon uh, or early evening or whenever they want to that actually provides them with their dinner you don't do breakfast you just basically do a hot lunch and then something that they could also choose to have for dinner is that correct that's correct, and, and, and you know, um, especially for our older clients, that's generally enough food. As yes. you get older, they don't eat a lot. you tend to eat less. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so it, it, it is about 70% of um, 
the minimum daily requirement and sometimes mm-hmm. higher. So, uh, and, and you know, uh, we'll, we'll have some clients who go, Hey, you know, too much food. And then we'll have other clients who will go, you know, I'm still hungry. And we'll go, okay, um, we'll give you extra food. And how the extra food mm-hmm. works is if somebody for weekends, we don't deliver on weekends. So for weekends, mm-hmm. we provide clients with frozen meals. So those oh meals, they just pop into the microwave. Um, gosh, Chris. funnily enough, not funny enough. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm I'm just Hello? I'm I I hear you, and I'm just saying that I just think that it's so. I I would imagine the people that are listening to this that didn't know a lot about what you do are probably like I am, just in awe of what you provide. It's just it's remarkable. So you were saying that when the weekends come, then what do you do then? How does how do they get how well, do they give, get their food? We give them frozen meals. Uh, oh, the frozen some, of, some of our clients actually right. prefer, prefer frozen meals, so they'll mm-hmm. go. Oh, I want frozen meals seven days a week. But most of our clients just want the frozen meals for the weekend. But if somebody's going, you know, I'm really hungry all the time, we'll go. Okay, we'll give you an extra frozen meal for uh, for every day too. So they'll get the hot wow. lunch, the snack dinner, and the third meal. So, so we really do try and uh, cater to our clients' needs. Just like I said, we'll give them diabetic meals, or we, if they don't eat fish, we won't give them fish. If they don't eat pork, we won't give them pork. And if, sure. they're, if they're somebody who's you know, ravenous all the time, we'll give them an extra meal. So they will get three meals wow. a day. One of the things that naturally would come to anybody's thought is, as they're listening to this is that is there a cost? I think that you might have said, or I think maybe in my notes I see that that there are no um, costs to the veterans of all ages. But for for the for the rest of your population, you mentioned that the doctor he was able to pay for the service. You have others that can't. So it it's is it based on income or something like that that determines what someone would pay for exactly. this, for these meals. Exactly. It's based on income and expenses. So anytime somebody enrolls, they talk to Angel. Angel is our intake person here. She's our person who enrolls things. She's our operations Mm -hmm. manager. And it's funny, her name is Angel, because some people laugh and go, she "She really is an angel. Mm -hmm. Uh, But so we'll, we'll, we'll get information like, oh, are you on just Social Security? Or how much is your income? How much is your rent? And then we'll start talking to them about what they can afford to pay. Well, the doctor Mm -hmm. up in Pacific Palisades pays $8, and that's the most you can pay. He pays $8 for that hot lunch and uh, snack dinner, um, uh, you know, light dinner. He pays $8 a day. But nobody here is turned away for an ability to pay. So the veterans pay nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Veterans pay nothing. Uh, lots of our clients pay nothing, so, but it's a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. So some people may pay $4 or some people may pay $2, but the most you wow. can pay is $8 a day. And, and so, so now there's two people in the mm-hmm. home because the doctor's there with his wife. So that, would it be that he would pay $16 so that both, I mean, can both people get the meals? Like you wouldn't just give meals to one person, would you? No, it, it depends what they want. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. um, um, uh, both people get the meals. Uh, you, we mm-hmm. can also customize things. So 
Uh, some That's people so only nice. want meals three days a week, not five days a week, mm-hmm. because those other two days, maybe they have a caretaker who comes in, or a caregiver mm-hmm. who comes in, and that caregiver makes meals for them on uh, you know, Wednesdays and Fridays. So the other three days they get meals. So we really do uh, customize it. So in some cases, um, uh, now here's a, uh, out in Malibu, there, there's a house with uh, uh, a young man and he's disabled and his parents are elderly and all three of them get meals. But um, nice. in other cases, only uh, there, it might be a couple and only the the uh, uh one of the couple will 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 get meals um Got it. there's a uh totally there's customized. a woman in it's totally customized as mm-hmm. not only to what your meals are but as to how often you get them now we do do ask that people get them at least 3 days a week but we'll mm-hmm. even let people slide on that occasionally mhm mhm so so, That's so yeah terrific. it it it's it, it's it's all based on a sliding scale uh, income and expenses and uh, you know the percentage of people who get some sort of subsidy from us is 80 percent so Terrific. only about 20 percent of our people pay full price and I know that there's just so much to talk about and I want to get to some of these other areas in my notes and one of them has to do with people that have been recently discharged from hospitals and rehabs some of those people will also require some assistance as well, right? Right. You, you, you know, uh, um, there's a, if you go to our website, there's a, a, a video on our website, and our website is www.mealsonwheelswest.org. That's mealsonwheelswest.org. And uh, she broke her foot. So she, she, when, she, when she was uh, unable to get out of the house because she had a, a cast on, for those eight weeks, we supplied her meals. But at the end of the eight weeks, she no longer needed them. You know, mm-hmm. um, as a, uh, the, the uh, doctor up in, in uh, Palisades, uh, you know, he was a, a volunteer and delivered. Then his wife got really sick and they both got meals. Unfortunately, his his uh, wife passed away, and just last Friday he started delivering again, and he's been delivering wow. once a month. That's so, nice. So there's wonderful stories like that, <clears throat> but it is totally mm-hmm. customal. You know, we can totally customize it, and and we can we call our program that helps people who are newly discharged from hospitals or from a, a rehabilitation facility heal healthy at home because that's what it does. Mm-hmm. It allows you to heal healthy while you recover. And, you know, some of our, pro- our, our uh, partners there are Providence St. John's Health Center, UCLA Santa Monica Medical, Cedars uh, mm-hmm. Hospital down in Marina del Rey. Uh, so, yeah, we, we really do understand that somebody may have just had surgery or broken a leg. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, speaking of breaking legs, there was a young actor he was a starving actor, and he broke his leg in the, um, out in the, on a motorcycle in Malibu. And so, mm. yeah, we went, okay, we'll deliver meals to you while your, your leg heals. So, yeah, mm-hmm. the Heal Healthy at Home for, for, for hospitalization uh, really is a good uh, a program. And it works for, again, people of all ages. Yeah. Speaking of all ages, what a beautiful segue, because you actually have a program called Connecting Generations. And I would really like to hear about that. 
Well, you know, the funny thing you bring that up because just um, last Friday, we had our annual volunteer breakfast. And it's our volunteer appreciation breakfast. And it was held at the Fairmont Miramar Hotel here in Santa Monica for a hundred of our volunteers. Mm. And I have to give a shout out to uh, and a big thank you to the Fairmont Miramar because they donate that space to us. They give us that room and and they're so generous to us. I can't uh, begin to tell you how great they are to Mm. us. So, but Mm. at this um, volunteer breakfast, we honor people every year. We have a volunteer of the year um, and uh, we also have a uh, uh, community champion of the year. And some of our past community champs have been Google and what companies, uh, but this year it was Pretenders Dance Studios or Pretenders Studio. And it's a wonderful mm-hmm. program here in Santa Monica that teaches young ladies uh, and men to dance. And they put oh, on like a performances. Kind of. mm-hmm. Right, right. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's all kinds of dance. It's, it's jazz, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's ballet. Um, and they do several performances a year. Uh, one of the things they do is every performance they have ticket sales for. They donate that money to various charities from those performances, including our charity, including Meals on Meals. Nice. And they also deliver. So, again, if you go to our website, there's a, um, a video called Pretenders Dance Studio or Pretender Studio, and it's so mm-hmm. wonderful to watch because you see all these mm. young girls from the ages of, you know, 5 to 15 um, th- going out and connecting with seniors and the disabled and veterans and other people. And they, those girls are so outgoing and full of life that they really make the day of those people they deliver to. So that's what we're trying to do. We're connecting generations. And, you know, the interesting thing is while they're making those memories for these older people and perhaps their grandchildren are not nearby and this just brings them that connection to that generation, it, it's a win-win because those young people are also appreciating what it means to be generous and to share and to be kind and to give of themselves because those life lessons can't be spoken to. You have to experience them to appreciate what those life lessons mean. And when young people put themselves in situations where they're giving back, um, it, it, it carries them through their lives. And, and I, just, I just think it's a wonderful thing that you've involved young people in what it is you do. And it's not just them, but you have a program that, that supports pets as well? Well, you know, when we were delivering food, and, and uh, we noticed that, you know, somebody would have a little dog, and, and, and you know, they, they – uh, would give some of their food to the dog or, their, wow. or they'd give some of their food to their cat. And we went, no, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. We can, you need to eat. You need to be healthy. So we started a program where for low-income people who have no other resources, we will uh, um, provide them pet food. And we've had some great partners of that, uh, you know, PetSmart has been a, a, a supporter of ours for years. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. do online campaigns uh, uh, to raise money for that. But, yeah, because, you know, 
the, the Center for Disease Control and other people show that by having a pet, it has a measurable health benefit because it decreases yes. loneliness and it gives people something to, to relate with and, and have in their lives. Mm-hmm. In, so you that's know, why we do it, to, to, to help our folks. It, I can attest to that just from my experiences when we've gone to these feeding events to feed the homeless people now, not not people that you're talking about, um, so many of them have pets, and people will say to me, "I can't believe they have pets." You know, they 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 have enough trouble, and it's like, boy, you you need to step out and experience what I'm experiencing, which is, for some of these people, it's the only thing that loves them. It's the only love that they, and I don't mean to call a dog a thing, but or a cat. But that's where they receive their love, and that's often where they give their love. And keeping pets and people together, and, and frankly, it, it you could be an older person, but you could also be a veteran that's maybe really has a service dog and is recovering from PTSD and has a lot of fears. And the service dog, you know, I, I can just, I just don't, I don't think that people, meals on wheels is just sort of, the top of the tip of the iceberg on what it is you provide. It's just, I am just so impressed with what this organization does. And it must just make you so proud and satisfied to be involved with an organization like this, Chris. It's just, it's incredible. And and I think mm-hmm. about things like um, earthquakes, because we do live in the land of the earthquakes. And some of us are more prepared than others. Do you do anything that supports that 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 part of services to your clients? Uh, absolutely. You know, all of our clients have um, food and water for three days, uh, and wow. they have. We provide them all an emergency radio flashlight. It's a crank radio, so it doesn't need batteries mm-hmm. and it doesn't need electricity. You can just turn the crank and hear the emergency uh, radio instructions about what's going on so we give them food we give them water we give them a way for them to hear what's going on we give them uh uh, information about how to you know what to do in the case of an earthquake or other emergency and Mm -hmm. we even give them space blankets so in case you know they get cold so yeah that's another program that we do we 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 do emergency an emergency preparedness program and edison international southern california edison has been a great partner with us on that I would imagine that fundraising is probably something that you can never have too much of, much like volunteers. Is that true? That's true. You know, only 15% of our funding is from government sources. You know, we get some money from the city of Santa Monica and some from the city of Malibu. And L.A. County reimburses us for portions of some of our meals. Mm -hmm. But 85% of the money that we raise... We have uh, that we need. We have to raise, and some, most of it, or forty, over forty percent of it, comes from individuals. You know, those individuals mm-hmm. who will respond to our direct mail, or will go online and give to us on our online uh, uh, platform. Mm-hmm. You know, mealsonwheelswest.org. So, it, yeah, the fundraising is a huge, huge part of what we do, and it's very, very important for us. If if anybody out there can donate. Uh, go to our, our www.mealsonwheelswest.org and you mm-hmm. can donate to us. But you can also volunteer for us there. So we need that volunteers and you can go online and, sure. and watch a video about how to volunteer and, and, and do that as well. 
And one of the other things we say is refer. Keep an eye on your friends and neighbors. Maybe there's somebody you go to church yeah. or synagogue or temple with and and you go, Hi, I haven't seen that person in a while. What's going on with them? Mm-hmm. Maybe they just mm-hmm. got out of the hospital and they could use our Heal Health at Home program or maybe they're now disabled because they uh, or they're just too sick and frail mm-hmm. to go out. Refer people to us. We'll enroll them. Uh, you you know, can we go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I think what you're saying is so really important because um, maybe you just don't have the wherewithal to self-refer yourself, but somebody does. Maybe it is a neighbor. And also, I have a feeling that if you decided that you wanted to be a volunteer with Meals on Wheels West, you don't have to make a commitment to go five days a week, every week. You could decide to say, you know what, I can commit to five days or four days a month. I could go once a month. I would go down to your location and I would make my 10 deliveries. And, and so you're not, you're not locked into a particular amount of time. No, 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 not at all. You can, you can deliver once a year if you like. We have lots of people who only deliver around the holidays. You know, we don't deliver, Mm -hmm. we deliver not only five days a week. We deliver Thanksgiving meals. We deliver on Christmas you know, there's a synagogue who actually uh, delivers on Christmas for us. Um, you know, nice. there's uh, lots of organizations who deliver once a year or twice a year or once a quarter. You know, there's other organizations like Google who deliver. They have a whole team of 14, and two people deliver mm-hmm. from Google every week. So every seven weeks, your turn comes up, and that's 14 people at Google. Watt Companies has a team, and they deliver once a week. So you can deliver once a week, once a year, once a quarter, whatever works for you. And for our volunteering, you arrive at our office around 1045. You can get it done in a couple hours, and you can, and you can be back at work at 1 o'clock or back at home at 1 o'clock. It's a couple hours out of your day, sometimes mm-hmm. sometime between 1045 and 1 o'clock. I could, I'm thinking about, because I've, I've worked with so many volunteers in so many aspects, I could see where scouts, I mean, you know, I, I would imagine, I, I'm assuming you have to be, over 18 to volunteer, is that correct or is that incorrect? No, it, it, you can be under 18 at that Connecting Generations program we have. You can be under 18, but you have to have an adult okay. with you or, with or your you. parents' permission. We, we, we can team you up with an experienced older adult, but we really think it, mm-hmm. it, it's uh, uh, you know, a, a situation where we can uh, team people up, but we like to I have bet. families, volunteers. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So, I can you know, see we, where. We, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, you know, I we, we like to have families volunteer. We like to have, have or, uh, you know, rotary volunteers. Uh, you talked earlier about the rotary down in uh, Playa Venice. Uh, they volunteer. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, at our volunteer breakfast the other day, Glenn and Kristen, a married couple, were there, and they volunteer, and they delivered to that uh, um Beach Avenue, formerly homeless building I talked about. So there's nice. lots of people who volunteer. Um, we have volunteers from Santa Monica College, Samo High, during spring break. So that Connecting Generations is volunteers of all ages. Well, I can tell you um, I have the privilege with doing blog talk, and you, and you probably have noted that we've um, exceeded our, our one hour, but I'm actually entitled to do a two-hour show, so I'm not going to stress about the fact that we've run a little late because what I am, I'm just so 
impressed and touched by what this organization does and the opportunities it provides those that require the services and also equally the volunteers that get something as well. And I'm just so um, appreciative and grateful for your time today, Chris. And I know that this isn't the only thing that you do. I know that you are a leader in the in this in this um, world of of helping others. And um, we need people like you that make the difference in the lives of so many. So I I I'm very grateful for your time today, and for sharing this time with me um, about Meals on Wheels West. It's I just want to thank you so very much for joining me. Well, thank you, and let me tell you, uh, wherever you are in this great country of ours, uh, there's an opportunity to volunteer for Meals on Wheels West, or or I should say for Meals on Wheels, or another organization. Mm -hmm. We couldn't do it without all our volunteers. We couldn't do it without the generous donations of of individuals and foundations and companies. Uh, I would tell everybody, go out and volunteer to do uh, uh, Meals on Wheels West, you will get a great sense of joy out of it. The, the look on mm-hmm. the people's face when you deliver to them, the joy they have at seeing you and receiving those meals and having somebody know and care about them, that'll light up your life. It'll make you happy you, when you volunteer. I, there is no doubt that that is the overarching message that I've received from you today in this beautiful conversation. And now you probably have as the executive director of this program, one or two things that you may need to do. Because on a day like today, for those people that are listening, we, we are on the, on the west side of, of Los Angeles. It's scheduled to be in the mid-90s today, which sounds so shocking to people. My friend that's running the Boston Marathon next week will not be running in this kind of weather. And weather can affect your, your clients as well. And so I'm sure that when you make these, these deliveries for these meals, that you're looking at all areas. Do you have do you have ample water in your home? Do, are you going to be hydrated when we leave? And I just I just think that it's just marvelous, Chris. And I hope that that our listeners have been inspired by what you do, and that they will um, log on to your website as you've suggested, donate, offer to volunteer, maybe you know just work at an event maybe they'd like to be at a fundraising event and check people in whatever there's opportunities and i look forward to doing this again with you maybe towards the end of the year we can revisit and see where you've come since this um this time together but for now that'd be great that'd be my- great and i really appreciate this opportunity you know we we have a big halloween fundraiser it's a costume party so maybe we'll talk before that in october um, so I love that. I, I, I can't thank you enough for, for the opportunity to talk to people. Tell them somewhere out there across this country there's an opportunity for you to, to volunteer for, for Meals and Wheels. I hope it's with us uh, if you're nearby. Mm-hmm. But if you're yes. not, you'll enjoy it. Absolutely. Well, thank you. And to all of the listeners out there, thanks for, for staying with me as I went a little over my time. But as you can tell, there was a good reason for that. And so until next time, um, next week I'll be back with a very special guest by the name of Chris Erskine. Probably many of you in Los Angeles are familiar with Chris Erskine. He is a columnist for the Los Angeles Times, 
and I look forward to spending some time with him next week. So until then, everybody, have a super week. Go out and do something kind. Smile at a stranger. Remember that we are all in this together, and we can all make a difference. And, Chris, thank you again so much for your time today. And to all of you that's been listening, I really appreciate that. Have a great afternoon, everyone.